So this is the next part of the recording um, of this podcast. I was asked to do something about BPD anger and I'm not doing this podcast on BPD anger. It's something related to it called splitting. And what it basically means is that someone with BPD, borderline personality disorder or otherwise known as emotional unstable personality disorder, different people prefer different terms. Um, for me, it's just easier. BPD is something that I, you know, I've always. It's something that. The one that I've always known, so it's just automatic. Now, splitting is when someone with BPD goes from idolizing something or someone to devaluation. Now, this can happen with a person or a situation or event. Um. And essentially it's a defence mechanism to say, for example, if someone feels let down by someone, then it can go into a feeling of rejection. Um, And it's a fear of abandonment with us with BPD. And splitting into the negative side of things means it's easier to deal with that abandonment. Um... Essentially, yeah, it can cause some negative effects on other people and it and it can be confusing. I've been on the other end of it uh, with my ex-partner. It can be confusing and horrible and everything to both parties. Uh, and it can get us borderlines into trouble. <sighs> now, I am going to move on to elements of BPD... Uh, elements of splitting and how to cope with it with someone with BPD um, I will probably go on to for someone without BPD like partners carers friends to give some tips what I'm most astounded by is how across the internet there seems to be this thing that people with BPD are just perfectionists and can't deal with any suggestion that they aren't perfect or this isn't perfect or that isn't perfect and that's just all wrong it's wrong um it's not a matter of whether something's perfect because you know they're basically comparing it to npd and the language that they're using narcissistic personality disorder now they're both cluster b because they well, from what I understand, cluster B is emotionally, emotional side of things, so it's histrionic, um, narcissistic, and social, and borderline. Personally, it annoys me that we're piled in with those three, although histrionic, I don't know, I know it all comes from pain, but it's a matter of how fickle and callous someone can be. People with BPD are far from callous. The thing is, is we care too much. Um, or no, I wouldn't consider it to caring too much, but some people would. It's just a part of who I am personally. I am loving and loyal, and yeah, I will. I do react out of people, and it's not fair. And I do own it as well, as much as I can with, with people in my life these days. I do. In the past, I didn't understand.
I didn't find out how to di- find out about my diagnosis of BPD long after I was actually diagnosed. Now, let me give you an example of a negative point. Right now, this it's on shariushriber.com, so that's S H A R I S C R E I b e r dot com um it says it starts off with the following materials written for individuals trying to recover from relationships that, that's had toxic con- co- toxic consequences for them and is not intended as a support resource for borderlines or anyone with bpd traits if you suspect that you have these traits please leave this website and redirect your attention to alternative web content which might feel more congruent with your personal views and needs thank you now i'm not denying that personally i haven't had toxic behavior of course i have toxic behavior towards other people i've hurt people and i'm not proud of it um and i i wish i could take it back but i can't it haunts me quite regularly what uh, the effect of my disorders has had on other people's lives um okay so i'm only going to read you the first two paragraphs but you'll get the gist the borderline has a dire need to be seen as perfect physically cerebrally and spiritually which drives a lot of lot of issues with this personality type at the very heart of the borderline that borderline's acting out behavior is core shame a a leftover, if you will, from a childhood fraught with confusing messages, neglect and abuse which left them doubting their lovability and worth from infancy onwards. Any self-acknowledged error makes a borderline think they're a bad person, which is why their denial defences are so thick and they're unable to accept their own or own their shortcomings and failings. Now, yes, it's quite common for people with BPD to have um, an abusive childhood it's not 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 in every situation is it that way some believe that it's these extra sensitive people um, which I admit I am I am extra sensitive emotionally um, not getting the validation as a child now my past is a whole different podcast but to in terms of the whole bad person yeah any self-acknowledged error makes borderlines think they're a bad person this is true but we are able to accept and own our shortcomings and failings that's the point we we do it too much um, to the point where we think everything is our fault. Oh, I speak from personal experience, and from um, like from my own experience, and from some people I've spoken to. Now, I don't think that. I mean, this. It's funny because, ironically, you could say that I don't like this next um, paragraph because I can't handle not being perfect but I don't want to appear perfect spiritually, physically and cerebrally I, I, you know, if anything my mum's always telling me 
actually, that I'm a lot more diligent than I give myself credit for, I'm a lot kinder than I give myself credit for, and that I'm not a bad person. And yes, people with BPD do need validating. We need that validation um, to move forward. So it's like, for example, if someone says they feel bad about themselves for X, Y, Z reasons, you said, oh, you say, I would say, I understand why you feel bad about yourself, X, Y, Z reasons, but from my point of view, blah, 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 blah. Um, okay, so perfectionist traits are most often observed in the borderline queen. Now, I don't know the borderline queen. Is that just a female or a particular type of borderline? I don't know. If you even hint that she's made a mistake, she becomes highly offended and indignant. The BPD queen has harshly judged and dissociated from all darker or negative emotions because she believes them to be unacceptable and wrong. So she sure as hell won't make any room for yours. If a queen feels reprimanded or criticised, her anger may get submerged, but it will likely be replaced with an imperious, judgmental and shaming tone, and comments that will make you feel utterly decimated. The queenly borderline may not rage at you like the BPD witch, but you will not escape her piercing disdain. Okay, so it is a type of borderline you're saying, but... The BPD witch. I mean, seriously, if there's... Uh, hang on, I've just seen another line. Nearly every borderline who friends me for help states I've done a lot of work on myself. I always smile to myself because it's a dead giveaway that I'm hearing someone who, at the very least, has BPD traits and has such lifelong for answers and explanations pertaining to the inner torment and failed relationship attempts. Okay, so admittedly, not all of it is negative in the sense that um, pertaining to the stigma surrounding borderline and the BPD, but, but, big but, um, I mean seriously, if, now, uh, I had a short stint of studying a course to go on to university now, I, I don't know if that will ever happen, but I couldn't cope with it at the time. Um, but in media, in, yeah, in media studies, we were talking about how far people read um, into an article. Now, most people won't read. I think it was like something four to five paragraphs. And in the first four to five paragraphs of this, it just paints a whole negative picture of people with BPD and that we are just negative 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 and that yeah we're trying to work on ourselves but none of it's valid blah 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 blah. now i'm sorry but that is a load of rubbish i have met plenty of people with bpd in fact one of them is a facilitator on one of the courses i run and she is you know i think i think we all still struggle with issues but she's clearly come out the other side to to an extent you know, she's genuine, she's genuine and she, she's smiley and I know she has to be to an extent for the course but as a person, I genuine, you know, I just feel genuine emotion from her and I mean even my ex, she had, she's got BPD or had BPD, I don't know because you can, you can get therapy to the point where you no longer fit the criteria 
um, I don't know, the stigma really, really gets my goat. It's something that, you know, it's, it's, and I've heard people say on other podcasts and that they don't want people to know they've got bipolar now. I feel more comfortable telling people I've got bipolar than I do BPD, and that is not right. It's not right. It's not all about attention seeking. It's, it's literally, it's about protecting ourselves, pushing people, you know, we, we push people away before they can push us away. And this is still something I'm guilty of, but I'm a lot more aware of it. And I, you know, I always actually try to tell people now, actually, you know, I'm not feeling right. Blah, 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 this, this, this. And I think people know what's kind of a little bit more what's going on in their head because I've been able to communicate it to them since doing my own research and trying to understand BPD behaviour, what, which of the traits apply to me and what work I can do on, do on it. Now, I still have big, big problems with spitting and I feel myself doing it. But the difference is, is that most of the time I reason with myself, I bring in that whole logical and emotional stance that um, MBT focuses around. Now I, I had a short MBT course, I don't know what the full, it's mentalisation based therapy and that's recommended for people with BPD. I think it's used elsewhere as well but I don't know a lot about it to be honest other than the, the 10 weeks that I had and I was taught to, instead of going completely with logic or completely with emotion, but to bring the two into the middle. And the first one of the first things is cultivating empathy, which actually says in one of the articles that I've read, I don't know if it's one that I've got ready to read on here. No. No, it's not. Okay. But, yeah, cultivating empathy. So empathy towards yourself, empathy towards the person that you're having issues with, if it is a person, because it can be a situation as well. Um, but I, it personally, I, I, although I haven't really considered it being in a situation as well. Excuse me, a bit of a yawn there. Um... Yeah, anyway, anyway, um, enough with that, I'll, I'll move on to the articles I found. So this one is on lonerwolf.com, uh, and it's by Matteo Sol. Now it says, have you ever wondered why you swing so quickly between loving and hating a person? A quick note from me, I'm doing this so with hoping that People with borderline personality disorder, it can help them more clearly understand splitting and maybe encourage them, you, us, to do some more research into it. And for people with who are partners, such carers, such family members, such friends of people with BPD, to show that it's not controlling manipulative behaviour, which is what people always assume it to be okay so have you ever wondered why you swing so quickly between loving and hating a person 
Are your relationships characterised by extremes, ups and downs? If so, you might be experiencing what psychologists call splitting, a nefarious defence mechanism that makes it difficult to hold down stable relationships. What is a defence mechanism? Defence mechanisms are techniques the ego uses to avoid feelings of fear, uncertainty and shame. Defence mechanisms are unconscious, meaning that we aren't aware of them or their control over our lives. Essentially, our defence mechanisms defend us against unpleasant feelings or situations which our egos perceive as dangerous, helping us to feel better about ourselves and the environment. Ultimately, however, defence mechanisms distort, deny and or falsify reality. Now, actually, some people are aware of the defence mechanisms. Um, some of mine I've been aware of without doing research. I haven't always been able to, to deal with them or to... You know, I can't teach myself how, I can't therapy myself out of things without looking it up and understanding how to help myself. Um, which, you know, it's not for everyone. And, you know, do you know what? Some people are in such a bad place that they're not able to do that. Um, and I have been in a bad place where I've not been able to do that. Uh, so, what is splitting? Spitting is a defence mechanism whereby we split the world into polarities such as good or bad, right or wrong, nice or nasty and so forth. Essentially, spitting is black and white thinking. Because we as humans struggle to tolerate uncertainty and the ability to hold two opposing ideas in mind, we resolve the ambiguity by splitting the issue into two simplified opposing parts. We then align ourselves with one part and reject the other. Splitting can maintain or destroy relationships. In the emotional arena, splitting helps us avoid mixed emotions. This is not always a bad thing because it helps us to keep a leash on certain extreme emotions that would otherwise harm our relationships, such as anger. For example, splitting can be quite positive when we feel temporary hatred for our spouse, while at the same time feeling love for them. By unconsciously defining hatred as bad, preventing our spouse from facing our wrath, we stop them suffering. But splitting can also be toxic and destructive for our relationships. Those who struggle with splitting as one of their primary defence mechanisms cannot tolerate the reality of mixed emotions and therefore find keeping close relationships hard, close relationships hard or even impossible. Being unable to tolerate mixed emotions means that your partner will be seen as either an angel or a devil a loving person or a virulent person, V-I-R-U-L-E-N-T, narcissist, sorry, um, and then there is no allowance for nuance, subtlety, grey areas or flaws, and simultaneous points of perfection with your partner whatsoever. This tendency to either idealise the other person to the state of a soulmate status of a soulmate or condemn them as spawn of Satan <laughs> sorry that, that is quite funny leads to lots of issues and unhappiness filtering one's partners one's partner through the lens of good or bad not only ignores their multifaceted authentic nature but also leads to heartbreak and extreme disillusionment when they don't meet their expectations 11 signs you're spitting want to know whether spitting is sabotaging your relationships here are some clues you think about the other person in terms of being perfect, evil, angelic, demonic, 
saintly narcissistic and misdiagnosing them as a narcissist. When things go wrong, you feel horribly cheated, betrayed or screwed over. When you have a fight, you feel as though the world is crumbling around you or coming to an end. Most of your relationships have been intense and stormy. You go through regular cycles of I love you, I hate you, don't leave me in your relationships. At the beginning of relationships, you tend to idolise your partner and put them on a pedestal. After disagreement or witnessing flaws in your partner, you begin to lose your respect for them and start to think they're bad, stupid, pathetic, hateful or not worthy of your time. You enter cycles of pushing people away and then trying to pull them back, push-pull dynamic. You crave experience of strong emotions, love-hate in your relationships and can't tolerate neutral or conflicting emotions. You're an idealist and you consciously, unconsciously seek to be with a perfect partner and in perfect relationships. In fights you tend to perceive yourself exclusively as a victim and your partner as the perpetrator wrongdoing, wrongdoer. Okay, so that's a pretty good description of splitting. Um, I'll admit that when I was further behind, not further behind, but not as not at this point in my mental health recovery and returning to um, quotation marks normal life. Uh, Yeah, I suffered with a lot of these and displayed a lot of these behaviours, which, to be honest, I'm not happy about, but the only thing I can do right now is to make sure that I make the past, the past me a person that stays in the past and the future me, me. So, how to prevent splitting from destroying your relationships? 1. Identify your emotional triggers. Pay attention to the words, actions, tones of voice or situations that trigger emotional reactions, such as outbursts of anger, resentment, finger pointing, etc. from you. Write these down in a private journal whenever they occur and look for patterns in occurring themes. For example, you might find that you're triggered the most when your partner doesn't give you the attention you want or you might feel particularly triggered when a certain person looks uh, a certain look appears at your per- on your partner's face often environmental factors contribute to us getting triggered for example getting poor sleep stress from work too many life responsibilities etc two tune into your bodily symptoms how does your body feel when you're being triggered does your heart rate elevate your breath quicken your palms sweat, your jaw clench. Incorporate mindfulness and or meditation into your daily routine to help you notice these symptoms. Okay, I'm just going to put something in there. That's not always that easy. Um, I think in terms of mindfulness, if you do have BPD, then the place to look is dialectical, dialectical behavioural therapy. Um, it's not one that I've had an opportunity to... Uh, access through the NHS however it was created by a woman called Marshall Lyman who herself had been had a diagnosis of borderline personality disorder and she created this 
therapy for people with BPD. Now, I know uh, from what I understand of it, it incorporates gratitude and mindfulness. When your brain is in two polar opposites, and I don't mean bipolar opposites, I mean polarities in terms of splitting, you, whether you're aware of it or not, in fact, quite often you get so entrenched in it that you're not aware of it, that the last thing that's on your mind is, um, is mindfulness or meditation. And sometimes for someone with BPD, this whole splitting thing can take you over for, for like all day or a couple of days or whatever. Um, not like weeks or a week, but you can hold that hurt close to you and it can really, really affect you more than the average person. I get the impression that this is for... Um, I suppose what you'd consider neurotypicals, but it still does help in the point of BPD. Now, you may be in a place where you're able to practice mindfulness mentally, and even if you get that, that get to that place once a week, I will say the more you practice it, the easier it is to access. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've tried to bring meditation into my routine or struggle but you know I will get there all you can do is keep trying okay learn how to take a step back and become self-observant it takes practice indeed it does notice how your body feels when it starts to split the world into two extremes and write it down in your private journal keep in mind that tuning into your body takes practice so don't expect it to be perfect at doing it overnight three Interrupt, interrupt your reactions by staying grounded. Once you become self-aware of your triggers and physical reactions, the next step is to learn how to respond in a healthy way. Rewiring this deeply embedded defence mechanism takes time and practice. It requires you to be able to be two steps ahead of your responses and reactions and take decisive steps to ground and stabilise yourself. One of the simplest ways of staying grounded is to breathe deeply or focus on your breath. The other, which is to be used in extremely triggering situations, is to remove yourself from the situation as soon as possible. This will give you the space to calm down. Other ways to stay grounded include Feel and notice your feet on the earth. Drink something hot or cold. Touch something and notice the, sens the sensations. For example, your watch, purse, the wall or driving wheel. Anchor yourself into the physical world by paying attention to your surroundings, the colours, smells, movements, sounds happening around you. Use a mantra such as, I see both sides, I am balanced and grounded, I see objectively, I am forgiving and open. Mantras aren't for everyone, but the other things I do recommend, because it can bring you out of your head and back into your body, which usually can bring you down from the point of the emotional reaction of splitting or at least from reacting and splitting 4. Train yourself to see the multi-layered nature of people In a private journal or diary set yourself a task each day or however frequently you get triggered by someone to see all sides of them You won't be perfect at this from the start but keep practicing Divide the page into three columns Positive attributes neutral and negative attributes. In the positive attributes section, list all of the things you like about the person. In brackets, it doesn't have to be your partner, 
In the neutral section, list all of the personality traits of the person that are neither good nor bad. In the negative attribute section, list all of the things about the person you dislike. Be diligent and self-disciplined about this process. The more you do it, the more you will come to see and appreciate the full, authentic and multifaceted nature of the people around you. 5. Be willing, be honest, open and willing to prove yourself wrong. Good advice. Preventing splitting from sabotaging your relationships involves courage and a willingness to be honest, open and wrong. Don't let your ego get in the way of your romantic fulfilment or in any relationship. That's my, my personal interjection. Be willing and dare I say look for opportunities to be proven wrong. If you notice yourself putting your partner on a pedestal, trying to find something in the past about them that you didn't like and vice versa. When you start to perceive your partner in a pure negative, purely negative way, try to think of all the things that are beautiful, kind or caring things that he or she has done. Be willing to be wrong about how you feel and you will progress very far on this journey. 6. Look more deeply into the situation. This can be a blessing and a curse. I think sometimes there's a difference between looking more deeply into the situation and overthinking it. Anyway, so, after arguments with your partner, try to look more deeply into the situation. Was your partner really annoyed with you, or was she, he, she trying to expel and unload stress? Was your partner really seeking to hurt your feelings, or were they just trying to protect themselves and their fragile self-esteem? Is your partner really a selfish prick, <laughs> or does he just struggle, he or she, struggle to maintain, manage his time and responsibilities? I'll correct that to he, she, or they struggle to manage their time and responsibilities. Excuse me. Looking beyond your feelings and the immediate surface appearance of a situation will help you gain gain a deeper perspective. Other ways to prevent splitting from undermining relationships include refusing to discuss things that will trigger you until you feel mentally prepared, Exploring, exploring your projections, what insecurities you are projecting onto your partner, Keep affirming that it's okay to have flaws, it's okay to not agree all the time, it's okay and normal to be a mixture of good, bad, bad and neutral traits. Seeking out a trained therapist who can help you further explore these difficulties. I hope this advice has helped you out. Let me know any thoughts or experiences you have on this topic or comments. Okay, so I actually quite like that article. I think a lot of those... Uh, elements of the six pieces of of uh, six sections were actually really positive um not positive pieces pieces of advice especially the willing to accept your wrong now before it said that it was a matter of ego it is a matter of ego in the last article i i got annoyed got annoyed about yeah it is a matter of ego, and sometimes we let our ego, I let my ego overtake me. And I think that this idea of remembering that these people are only human, it's difficult, but it's worth it. And that is something that I will practice myself. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I hope you found this helpful. 
let me know your opinions of splitting or the article or how this has affected you whether you are a sufferer of, of BPD or a partner slash loved one slash family member slash carer of the people person with BPD um yeah please tweet me on the twitter account or email me at that bird with bi- the bird with the bipolar that's the bird with the bipolar at gmail.com i'm going to leave it there now that i did have another article to refer to but i'm already running over the half hour limit so not to bore you to death i shall say goodbye now